1: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Welcome in to Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. And each week I talk with my production staff of Tony Gill and Rick Camp about kind of whatever we want. Um, we were in, we were trying desperately to figure out how to record stuff when some of our programs go down, man, I had this problem. Oh, first of all, can I just tell you guys like uh, the house of L in two weeks is going to have Joe Cali on it. Yeah, looking I, I forward cannot to
2: it. wait for that. I am hard to talk to Cowley uh, about it and he, he just doesn't care.
0: He really doesn't. And it's one of the things I do appreciate about him. I am going to have to preemptively tell a couple of people that that episode is coming out.
2: Have you started that yet? Or? No,
0: not yet. I'm going to wait until – because next week will be Kenzie's episode. I'm going to wait because there are some pe- – he names names. Like, he's not shy about the names that he names.
2: Knowing, knowing how obsessive, like, Chicago fans are, like, could this be a source of, like, a feeder article yes. or – like, a, a segment could be played on radio. Yes.
0: Too. Well, you would have to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do some editing. Um, but I just know that I'm going to have to preemptively be like, hey, just letting you know. Yeah. This is happening. And if you would like to speak on it <laughs> on my podcast or any place else, you're more than welcome to do so. I don't want any beefs in this business.
2: Have you had any beefs in this business? Yeah.
0: I've had you're, plenty of them. You're
1: gonna have beefs in this
0: business. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You don't mm-hmm. have to. I mean, I have. Like mm-hmm. I used to, I was beefing with Ray for Weigel for a long time. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: He's got bigger issues.
0: Yeah, I mean, we straightened <laughs> it out. I mean, before before he was a news because he was left here. He was a sports reporter here, then went and did news in St. Louis, and then came back. Okay. And but so before he went to St. Louis, like we had we had squashed our beef, but. Yeah, you're gonna have beef with people. I never. Unless you don't want to.
2: It's like. It's, it, I I've always, tried to not
0: have beef now with I, people.
2: I mean, I feel like I always am honest and upfront and respect everybody that maybe I don't. I don't know. It's just hard for me to see. Like, how does that develop, you know? All
0: right, let me give you an example. Even if, if trying your way, because your way is similar to mine, where I kind of got to a point where I'm like, I don't. I really don't wanna fight people. anymore like i really don't Mm -hmm. but even still like who you align yourself with may cause beef or Mm -hmm. you're friends with this person and this person got the job that i wanted and i didn't get that job and now you're somehow dragged into a beef that you had no idea that you're dragged into it's it's sometimes silly um (laughs) a lot of times but i mean some of the stuff that joe said Like I get it. I get why he's mad. I don't know. I I can tell you this much. Joe's not afraid to have the confrontation Mm -hmm. with other people. I am trying to limit my confrontations because I know what I'm like Uh when confronted or confronting someone. And I'd I'd prefer to not be that person.
2: It's like we're all talking, you know, we're all talking sports. Like, come on, we're all talking about games. Like nobody should be mad,
1: right? You know?
0: It's not, that's not entirely, I mean, that's it, the way it should yeah. work, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: in theory, but it's also people's livelihoods. So, you mm-hmm. know, depending on what the origin of the beef is, that could play a role in it. That would, you know, make it a more serious thing.
2: I feel like it all kind of just works itself out, right? Like, oh, I didn't get this job because you got this job. But, I mean, aren't you in a decent spot now? Or you know,
0: Sometimes like, yes, yeah, sometimes no. Like, do people, like, hold on to stuff? I'm a grudge holder. Mm. I'm someone who holds grudges. I've, I'm working through that. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to not be a grudge holder anymore because it's just extra weight that you don't yeah. need. A lot of energy, but but if, if you feel like you've been disrespected mm-hmm. and that there hasn't been a real um, – no one's tried to fix the fact that they disrespected you, it can linger. And mm-hmm. I'm, I know that's how I am. I mm-hmm. I am also super quick to forgive. If I have been wronged, and someone apologizes, it's done.
1: Yeah, as long as there's acknowledgement. Correct. Yeah, Mm -hmm. as long as there's acknowledgement, that's that tends to be how it is for me. Like I, I especially in like high school, college, I held that stuff tight. But Mm -hmm. it's always been as long as someone acknowledges what happened, we're generally good, unless it's something really above and beyond.
2: I'm like I don't know. I have this kind of thing that. I expect the best out of people, but I also expect the worst out of people. So if the worst does happen, where I was wronged um, and they don't acknowledge it, I'm like, hey, I just got to chalk that up to the game, you know? Just like it, they're people, you know, people do messed up stuff. Like
0: I'm, we can go over history; people do messed up things. Yeah, but but you sh- if if. <laughs> Yes, but if it's something that continues without yeah. behavior changing, mm-hmm. that's where sometimes it can be a problem. Yeah, I get or, it. Or if you've been terribly aggrieved, like if someone really did something wrong mm. and they're acting like they didn't do that wrong, that that becomes difficult to let go. And mm-hmm. trust me, I struggle with this mightily, mightily, and I'm yep. trying to get better at it, but it's it's definitely – a, a wicked part of my personality that I am working towards changing. I just, I don't know. I just, it's it's hard for
2: like like that type of stuff to bother me, like really bad stuff that somebody made or somebody made to lie on me or kind of set me up for failure or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard for me to hold that because I just kind of, well, I'm going to get past it. Like, anyway.
0: Well, as you continue to climb through the industry, <laughs> I'm looking forward to having this conversation again in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very much looking forward to having like, this conversation It'll be messed up. Like, man, that's
2: messed up but that this person did this, this thing. But, hey, man, I'm, I don't know. I guess we'll see when yeah, we get there. Yeah. I have never experienced it to that degree. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll see when we it's get there. It's great
1: in theory. It'll be interesting to see in practice. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's... That's what it is. I know I've had plenty of times where I'm like, yeah, this is the way I would like to think that I would handle the situation. Mm -hmm. And then reality comes at you and, you know, you're not as as perfect or idealistic in the way you handle things. Mm -hmm. And then it's just how you work, you know, work around the way you are in that moment. Mm -hmm. And you go from there. I know I'm I'm still clearly because like, you know, industry or otherwise still work through that stuff every day.
2: I'm energy, like, I like, when I focus on something, I want to make sure that I'm all in on something. And being like, for me, being angry at somebody is a lot of work. A lot of work and a lot of energy. It is. And a lot of focus. You are correct. To be mad in. It's just, I don't, I just don't have that type of energy. enough. I don't have enough energy for that to kind of take over. Oh, you, you,
0: you find it. You yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah. and it, and it's not like, and it's not
1: like you're thinking about it all the time. You know? Yeah, you find time in the day, but it's like it's not like it's what you're thinking of all the time. Like mm. for me, like there are times where I'm like perfectly fine, good day, and then like I know there's been times in the past where like, especially for me, at a point in time, it was a roommate in college, so you mm. see that person enough anyway, where you see them come up the stairs because like my room would look out on the stairs, and I'd be doing perfectly fine, and I'd see the guy and just be like, uh, all right. But then, this like, guy. But then, like, the two, three minutes later, once they're kind of out of sight, out of mind, you're like, you're good again, so. Yeah, like, you know, I,
2: I'm just. I think being done with people is probably my best, like, way to do it is, like, all right, well, you know, you did me dirty, but, and then, like, oh, we're we cool, we're fine, I just, I don't trust you. Yeah. Like, I just don't have to be around you, like, I can treat you like a human being, I can respect you as a person, mm-hmm. but. Uh, We're done like that. That's it. It's the
0: old De La Soul line. It it ain't beef, but it ain't all good. Right. Yep. So, but you're going to be tested with that Mm -hmm. because there are going to be some people that in your mind you're done with, but you're going to be put in positions where you have to interact with them or work with them. And that's going,
2: yeah, there's like levels of done. Like if I have to see this person on a regular basis or work with this person all right, this person, like I'm usually trying to be open and friendly with everybody that, you know, I'm generally around all the time. Just, you know, little stuff, you know, let them into my life and hopefully they, we can grow a bond and the relationship can grow from there. But if it's like that person, then there's levels like we are just work people and and that's it. You yeah. don't get the next level of me, even though I want to give that to other people. You're not you're you're not you are not allowed to have
0: that part of me
2: until further notice
0: i mean that's fair you guys Mm want to change the topic to something more cheerful or
1: sure yeah
0: so but i'm just saying (laughs) in two weeks that episode of house of l yeah after we we were on the elevator i said uh, to to cali because you know there have been jason's first episode on the podcast is still the most downloaded Mm -hmm. it's like twenty five thousand downloads for that particular episode but then there's a bunch of people who are at like over 5,000 or 6,000 downloads like Kelly Kroll or Mark Grody's episode or Barry Rosner's and I was like yeah yours is going to fall in the middle. Like people yep. people going to people going to want to hear what Cali has to say. <laughs> um are whose podcast are you doing Tony? Uh, like locked what are you, on. Locked on Bulls. Are you are you guys tired of talking about the Bulls or no? Um I mean
1: we're only like 9 games in.
0: I know, but there's been a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I'm always I'm always here for it. I'm a very sim, very simple-minded person, so it's NBA, basketball. I'm I'm always here for it.
2: I like talking basketball. Yeah. So, um the Bulls no matter how bad they are, they seem to still be kind of interesting because the of the ways that they're bad, um they're reaching new, unprecedented <laughs> ways of being bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's that's the still the intriguing mm-hmm. part about it is, okay, let's see how bad this gets. Or let's see how the national media gets hold of this situation mm-hmm. um, and see how later, I'll hold that in my brain throughout the season until we get to the end to see how they respond to it. And it's always a weird spin that they do with it, which is always interesting to me. Like, okay, how are they going to get out of that? Yeah. Okay, he skated. He skated today. But yeah, they're bulls management are kings of spinning. And I just enjoy the new ways that they spin.
1: That's the that's the thing is the organizational dynamics always keep it interesting because Mm -hmm. of that. Like I heard I heard national. So I was listening to the hoop collective, which on the day I was listening was Brian Windhorst. It was Royce Young, who's a national ESPN writer out of Oklahoma, and Nick Friedel.
0: My former intern.
1: Yes, who is now on kind of like a West Coast, more or less Warriors beat.
0: Well, he, he I mean, covering the Warriors now is not fun, so they're going to have Nick traveling.
1: Yeah, so I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of L.A. stuff. But they were talking about the Bulls and the slow start, and it was funny to hear them go through everything we have just within like six minutes of, boy, you know, they they made a lot of moves that individually I really like the moves and they make a lot of sense. But then when it gets put together, there's just something missing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of, and, and it's like, I don't know if I can trust the coach to be what we, you know, what the bulls need and all of that. And it's like, it's everything we go through watching this team day in and day out that you just see roll through their heads in like a six minute span before they move on to the next team. I always find the national perspective on the Bulls fascinating to see how much people are willing to say that they know necessarily about the dynamics in the organization. That just because we're in town, we know that much more about it Mm -hmm. and how it's either helped in moments or definitely stunted growth or proper organizational structure or, you know, (laughs) or just how it functions. It's that stuff's fascinating.
2: The, The relationship with the Bulls fans and the organization has always been interesting, too. Is yeah, because man. of those Jordan years, people have this this really strong connection, and they just continue to do the fans wrong. And we come back, we always come back, and it's like they. Sometimes it feels like they don't care to that
1: degree, you know. I think outside of the Knicks, the Bulls are the most overrated franchise in terms of stature in the NBA. Because with the Knicks, obviously, they haven't won since the 70s. They had the early 90s run where they didn't even... They got to the finals once and lost. That's really about it. They had the team that got to the finals and lost to the... Or two in the finals because they were the eighth seed in the truncated year and lost to the Spurs. Uh, but outside of them, the Bulls had Jordan. They had the real short stint with Rose. That's it. This organization outside of that, and I'm talking... Back before Jordan through now. This organization has been not good towards dysfunctional for a vast majority of its history. It just had maybe the highest peak in NBA history or close to the highest peak. So people think this is a charter franchise because it's the number three market. And because of Jordan, you know, best or second best player ever, depending on who you talk to, like, this organization has not been very good on the whole. There are a hmm. lot more organizations that have been more consistent than this
0: one. I laugh at Knicks fans all the time because of the way they talk about the Knicks. Like, don't nobody care about the Knicks. Seriously. No one's going to the Knicks. Spider-Man. No one cares. No one cares about MSG. Right. No one cares about, oh, it's the Mecca. Right. It's not the Mecca. No. It's it's no. none of that stuff. But like, no one lot, cares. But it's a lot closer to the Spider-Man meme than people here yep. want to admit. No, you're right. Oh, you know, oh, trust it, me. I got caught. <laughs> and over, yeah, you got caught on, on Cold Takes Exposed, but yeah, it's it's frustrating because I've been someone who laughs at the Knicks, but the Bulls are slowly becoming that. It's you know what we let we can, let's be done because yeah, all it's going to do is going to make me mad. Yeah. and talking about the Bulls and Tony's got to do another podcast anyway. Yeah, so timing
1: time us already. I know, I know,
0: it's already happening. It's on TV. Like, why is it that every every one of these podcasts lately is about what Tony's got to do? <laughs> Have you noticed that? So, Last yeah. week was about his TV. Now he's a podcast star. Must be nice. Man. It must be nice, Tony. I
2: can't say no to anybody because I don't feel like I'm at a place to say no to anybody.
1: I feel like there was a movie about that.
0: Like, <laughs> like, There's like also I, a, a, some PSAs.
2: Like I've, I've been <laughs> on like this random Bulls podcast that some guy booked me. He's like, yeah, this is our first episode. And I was like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're going to have
0: to be more discerning with that. Yeah, after
2: that I was like, yeah, I might have to <laughs> pick and choose the pick and uh, choose the people who you better. give phone
0: numbers to and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I having mean, a lot of texts like, "Hey, you want to come on?" No. Like, uh, keep, keep it to
1: DMs. <laughs> if you want like if you want to leave your DMs open and have it that way,
0: mm-hmm. cool. Slide into them DMs. Uh <laughs> thanks to the boys for being a part of this uh Weird conversation about beef, and now Tony's got to go be famous. Talk to you next time on the uh, Loho Daily Podcast. Peace.